let's get ready for some serious shift. This is a podcast, Shifting Inside Out, hosted by your quantum shifter, Angie McCourt. We are diving into ways to empower and enable a quantum shift. Inspiring topics, hacks, and guest speakers take us on a journey around authenticity, challenging status quo, personal power, and living a purpose-filled life. Okay, we are going to dive into a visioning process today. What I mean by that is as we are exiting 2022 and heading into 2023, there's a bit of a process that I want to share with you that actually has been extremely, I would say, helpful, impactful, um, as well as just a nice ritual that I've learned how to do each year as I make these transitions, and I wanted to share that with you. This episode has a lot in it. Um, I highly recommend that you're sitting and just have access to a paper and pen or a journal, as well as not driving when you get to a part that we're gonna do a visioning exercise on. And I just wanted to um, also let you know that the questions and the journal prompts that I ask in Um, the process itself. I will put those in the show notes. So if you miss any of them, you can always go into the show notes to get those journal prompts or questions that I end up asking in the episode. One of the things I wanted to do was to really give some intention to endings and beginnings. And sometimes everything is just moving so fast that we just kind of blur into the next year or even into the next phase of our life. So this kind of exercise you can do, let's say you're changing jobs or you just came out of a relationship or a divorce and you really want to give that space and intention to the ending of that phase or era in your life and open up new space for the beginnings of what's next. And what you'll find is as you start to naturally give this kind of intentional space to endings and beginnings, your practice for reflection, your practice for um, visioning or kind of setting new intentions and goals is gonna become very natural. So over the past few years, I've shifted my traditional kind of new year's resolutions practice which i did every year for a very long time to a more integrated ritual so truly reflecting the exiting year and fully putting myself into the new year ahead and i follow one of my teachers processes which is very in-depth it has a tons of self-reflection learnings and creation in the process and it literally can take days to fully deep dive and integrate. So I'm going to give you the shortcut (laughs) because I know you don't have time to go through this process for a month. My favorite part of the practice has been learning how important celebrating both endings and beginnings is in our growth journey. And this has been exaggerated really over the past few years and now seems to be kind of smoothing out for me and and, and creating that flow and fluidity. Like I mentioned, it's becoming much more natural to do the celebration and, and, and intentional space holding for endings and beginnings in phases of my life as well as in these time frames or year changes in my life as well. And it's amazing because 
what I feel is not just this natural transition, but that there's momentum in the transition, which is actually really incredible. When I look at kind of completing or you know, focusing on celebrating and holding intentional space for the ending, or let's say for us, completing 2022 or the year that was, there are a few questions that you can kind of use as your journal prompt um, to really just go back and look at what this year brought to you. And that first question, if you want to grab your journal or paper and pen, again, I'll put these in the show notes as well. But the first question that I always look at and ask is what good things happened in the past year? You know, a lot of times we dwell on all of the negative things and there was a lot of shift and change over the past couple of years for me, but I have to go back and reflect on what good things happened in the year as well. And you can always pause this recording to give yourself some time to answer these a little bit deeper. But just what's, what are some of those things? Go all the way back to the beginning of the year. Go all the way through all kind of categories in your life, relationships, parenting if you're a parent, your kids, um, your home, you know, where you're living, um, your family, your work environment, things that you may have participated in in the year that were impactful to you. What good things happened in this past year? And just give space to celebrate those things. And then you'll ask what challenging things happened in the past year. Of course, you know, not everything is good. There are challenges, but in the challenging things, typically there are a lot of lessons. So we're going to get to that in a second, but definitely put down the challenging things and challenging things may also be how you showed up in situations. It may not be things that happened to you, but it may be things that you struggled with personally and how you showed up um, or maybe even in growth edges, you know, putting yourself out on your growth edge and it was scary and it, you know, you were afraid of, of, of embarrassing yourself or fear of failure. And some of those things that you did to put yourself out there, you overcame those challenges um, are really good things for, for us as well, right? So make sure you kind of look at it holistically, what challenging things happened in the last year. And again, if you need to pause this recording and take some time to really um, reflect and put down all the way back to the beginning of the year, what were some things, let's say you started a health regiment and you stopped, like the discipline, the commitment was a challenge. Not just things that are happening to you, but also things that you struggled with being able to do that you wanted to do or that you were trying to show up in the world to be like or do. Those are, those are also challenges as well to consider here. And then what is the biggest lesson you learned over the past 12 months? You know, it's, it's amazing through the good things and especially the challenges 
is that's where a lot of the lessons in life and in our journey end up coming from until we actually take some time to acknowledge, not even just reflect, but to acknowledge that that was a lesson, you're probably going to end up repeating it. <laughs> so this is why we're doing this. This is why we're holding intentional space to really just go through the completion of this year, to go through this process of really making sure we we acknowledge who we were, how we showed up, what happened, and really being able to be with that and understand what that year meant to us. So what is the biggest lesson you learned over the past 12 months really opens up this opportunity for not just acknowledging that lesson, but really taking the learnings from it and once you take the learnings from it, you can use that going forward, obviously, but also you kind of close the door on it, right? You, you close this door of maybe something that he had even been repeating in your life multiple times because you still hadn't learned the lesson. Taking this time to acknowledge this and to really just dive into what was that lesson that you learned, not only to be able to use that in the future, but also if it comes up again, but also to be able to close the door on that, on that part of your, of your growth journey. I've been hesitant to use the word reflection as we've been talking through those last three journal prompts or questions. And the reason is, is because there's a whole portion that I want you to go into next. It's about taking time to reflect. And typically when we begin a new year, we're like really excited about the potential that that year brings for us. We're, we're typically excited to start new routines. We always set these goals that we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to get out in nature more, we're going to exercise, we're going to focus on our health um, and get to tasks that, you know, we add to our intentions or resolutions list. So things that we say we want to do. And we have a little more intention in exiting the year than we felt over the past couple of years. We continue to evolve, to tear down, um, to rebuild ourselves, our systems, our structures that will give us the space for expansion. And I think this is where um, the opportunity to kind of hold the space for this ritual, to take this time each year or each shift in, in, in life and in phases in, in your journey to really reflect on you know, where you're at on that journey it allows for this space for expansion. In that space, we're actually tapping into purpose, we're tapping into our intuition, into connection that's like deeper. And also, I would say there's this space in between that we're able to connect to when we take the time to reflect. And it's like getting a bad haircut and <laughs> waiting for it to grow out a bit to do something with it it's that in between space right and in a true form of of celebrating let's say 2022's ending it's such a great exercise just to reflect and learn and, and just determine what newly found parts of you carries with you into 2023 so we're going to go through a little bit of reflection on our inner change and I have a few journal prompts for you here. 
Again, I'll put these in the show notes, and if you need to pause just to give yourself some more time, or you can always go back later and reflect on these questions. But the first one is, what did the past year teach you that you would like to integrate in this coming year? What did this past year teach you that you want to continue and carry forward and and integrate it into the coming year? And that could mean practicing it. That could mean putting yourself in a situation where you can practice it. That may mean saying yes to something that you've been saying no to, vice versa, saying no to something that you've been saying yes to. All of those kind of key components of whether it's boundary setting or whether it's you know, connection um, to others and getting out of isolation, whether it is um, patterns and triggers, you know, things that you've been learning about yourself, whether it's habits that you've been trying to shift and change and things that, you know, you were able to unlock through your experiences over this past year. And with that, what did that teach you and what would you like to integrate into this coming year? We are evolving constantly. And so even though we may like tap into something and or we may solve a problem that we're having with ourselves, (laughs) it doesn't mean that it's one and done. Like it's all about integrating. It's all about practicing it. It's all about, you know, um, bringing that into focus, bringing that into your intention and, and even putting some attention on it so that you can naturally change and shift into this space that you're you're um discovering you know that is working better for you so i'll just give you a few seconds to write some more down about that and again you can pause this recording if you want to go a little bit deeper or you can always come back and add more later so then i would have to ask like how did you change We're always changing, but sometimes we don't necessarily see how we're changing. Sometimes others will say, wow, you know, you've changed or whether it's physically or it's emotionally or it's mentally in our beliefs and our um, where we're putting our intention and attention. It's in our priorities. It's in our values. It's it's in our integrity, whatever it is. You know, there are these pieces that others see of us as well. And so you know, sometimes you'll get that message from others, but sometimes when we don't take the time to just reflect on how did we change, we miss the opportunity to really acknowledge and celebrate being on our journey. It just becomes part of the routine. It just becomes part of the daily to-dos and tasks, and here's what we did. Instead of taking the time to truly celebrate, what were what was a way that you changed in this past year how did you change and i love this last question here in this section this is um a really great thing that i want you to approach from an intuitive perspective do not use your mind no logic here i want you to look at this and just whatever comes up for you That's the word, okay? Choose a word that represents this past year as a whole for you. One word. Choose a word that represents this past year as a whole for you. What comes up, intuitive hit, that's it. Go ahead and write that down. Now, one of the things that 
is important as you go kind of through this visioning exercise. And, you know, we've gone through reflection, we've gone through our deep dive into this past year. Now we're going to go into this little portion that's a about transition. So it's about transition endings to beginnings. Okay. The first thing I want you to consider is I'm leaving behind and I want you to fill in the blanks. I'm leaving behind. And as you enter this new year, what do you most want to release or leave behind? I'm leaving behind what? sometimes this can be more intrinsic like fear or doubt or procrastination like i mean things that are literally intrinsic to you right they're from the inner inner parts of you or it could be on the exterior or external part of your world so leaving behind people that no longer serve a purpose in your life or they're draining you leaving behind bad habits leaving behind things that and that's probably a little bit more intrinsic actually, but it can be external as well because you're physically typically doing habits. But you can also leave behind um, maybe a job that you don't care for. And you're saying, you know what, I am, I am actually going to leave behind either how I feel about this or the job itself. Because a lot of times we can shift our mindset to actually get back in line with something that maybe we've disconnected from. Um, and there's a whole lot that you can do there to, to make that happen. But what it does is it reduces your suffering where you're at. So let's say you don't necessarily want to or can leave a job. You can actually shift your mindset around how you feel about your boss or, you know, the values that, that are um, showing up in the company versus yours, you know, in that misalignment that you may be feeling like it's okay. Well, where can I connect to more meaning in what I'm doing? Where can I connect to more purpose in what I'm doing? But, um, but there is this way that you can, you can actually make those shifts. You don't always have to just leave your job <laughs> if you're not happy with it, but that's an external kind of thing that you can, can leave behind going into the new year. And then the second approach to this kind of transitioning endings to beginnings is the beginning, right? So I'm carrying forth, fill in the blank. And as you enter this new year, what do you most want to bring with you from the year that was. Maybe there was something you started, whether it was a project or a relationship or a um, um, something with work that you're building skills around or that you're um, building relationships around. And this is something that you wanna carry forward in a very intentional way into the new year. I'm carrying forth fill in the blank. Okay, so what are you leaving behind now? What are you bringing forward? This is, again, back to intrinsic versus external. Like you can have either or and both. <laughs> so just go ahead and give yourself a little bit here to, to figure out what would you want to carry forth into the new year? What's working well that you've started to gain momentum that you really, or, or maybe you even started it at one point in the year and you stopped focusing on it, but it is something important to you. Keep saying, I got to start that back up. I got to do that. I got to continue that that's something that you can then kind of carry forth into the new year as well with more intention around actually doing something with it and finishing it or whatever the, the, the that is for you.
everything has a process. <laughs> and I want to give you, um, like I said, this streamlined process. And there are a couple tools that I think are really helpful as we go through this visioning process. So I call this kind of the streamlined process um, version that I'm sharing here today. And I'm going to attempt to give you the impact that this experience and process has brought me, but in an extremely simplified version. <laughs> so my hope is that it gives a new perspective and new meaning to making transitions, you know, regardless what time of year they may happen and or phase of life or whatnot. And it's so important to just slow down in this process and just be still and go inward to truly determine what has been so impactful to you as it ends and what excites you about the new beginning. And we're gonna go through a visioning process for the year ahead. And I like to stay open to both short and long-term possibilities during this process. So kind of get rid of your mindset around New Year's resolutions because they don't really work anyway. <laughs> And I want you to just be open to, in this visioning process, could be a combination of both short-term and long-term possibilities. And if it's a long-term possibility that extends past the year, that's fine. But there is something that will happen within that year that gets you towards that longer-term possibility. And we're going to go a little deeper than just goal setting. And, and it's very important to bring the right mindset into this, okay? First thing that we're gonna do is we're gonna do a visualization exercise to connect with our future self. What this does is it basically kind of allows for the vision creation. And as we envision our future self, we connect to a deeper intention that allows for aligned decisions, actions, and energy that we use towards creating the vision in our actual reality, okay? So there is this imagery that happens in this visualization. There is this sense of connection to your future self that happens in this visualization. There are key pieces of how you envision your future self that you can bring back into the now and work towards then that future vision. So we're gonna go through this process of a, it's a guided visualization. You'll have your eyes closed, so please don't be driving. What I would love for you to do is have that paper and pen nearby because there is um, a little bit more that we're gonna do with it. Plus there is also a workbook link in the show notes that you can go even deeper into kind of the review <laughs> of how this visualization happened for you and some of the key like details and whatnot. But there's a, there's a good journal prompts in that workbook that can help really solidify this for you. You can also come back to this. You can go onto my resources page on my website to listen to the Meet Your uh, Future Self um, guided visualization again, because sometimes this can change and alter as we go through this process a little bit more. And sometimes it's just a matter of the relaxation part of it, allowing your mind to just let go of holding on and controlling the pieces and just allowing your wisdom and intuition and your higher self to kind of come through. So you can do this multiple times and you'll probably get a little bit more detail and a little bit more connection to your future self. The other thing I'll say is 
this future self back to short and long-term, you know, kind of um, visionings that you can set this future self to be a year from now, to be three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, like however you, wherever you feel that is, you know, the place to kind of hone in on, you can absolutely, um, you'll absolutely do that. And your subconscious is going to guide you and drive you as you go through this. So I want you to just take a moment to get into a comfortable position. And you can either sit up with both feet on the floor, just keep them flat so you're not cross-legged, or maybe lying down. Either way, with your body fully supported so that you can relax completely. And once you're comfortable, Allow your eyes to gently close, or if you prefer to keep your eyes open, just lower and soften your gaze to bring your attention inward to your breath. Settling in now, begin by taking a few slower and deeper breaths than you would normally take. Breathing in slowly through your nose, and blowing the air out slowly through your mouth. With every inhalation, imagine breathing in relaxing energy. And with each out breath, imagine blowing out tension. Breathing in relaxation. Breathing out, letting go of stress. Good. Now, letting go of controlling your breath, just allow yourself to trust in the abundant wisdom of your body to breathe just right. Slowing down now and relaxing even more. And taking a moment to scan your body from the bottom of your feet all the way to the top of your head, noticing any areas of tension lingering around as you scan. And breathe into any areas of tension, calm and relaxing energy. Release the tension through each out breath. At the same time, allowing any tension that remains to be just as it is. Breathing in. And breathing out just as you are. And if at any time your mind starts to wander, refrain from judgment. Just gently bring your attention back to your breath. Focusing on the areas in your body. Feel the breath the most. Perhaps tracking the breath as it enters and leaves the body during each breath cycle. Breathing in. Breathing out. Calm and relaxed as you prepare to meet yourself. Let them in. 
open to the message that they have for you. Open yourself to the message you have for yourself. Imagine yourself walking, the sun is out, the warmth hits your face, and there is a slight breeze touching your cheeks. As you're walking, you're thinking about how you are almost at the home of your future self. You're excited to see what it looks like and to be the person you're becoming. The path you're walking on begins to narrow. It starts to come into view. As you continue, you take in what the outside of your home looks like. The breeze you're feeling drifts away. As you approach the door to your home, going up the path to your door, you find yourself standing in front of it, noticing the color of the door and the trim around. You feel completely at ease. You take a moment to look around you. And you notice the sun is peeking through big fluffy clouds before you decide to ring the doorbell. After you ring the doorbell, you hear the click of it opening and the door gently swings open. The eyes you look into are familiar and welcoming. You are warmly greeted and welcomed in closing the door behind you. As you step more fully into the home, you are able to get a better look at your future. So take a moment to notice what they're wearing. Take a moment to notice how their hair is styled. Is there anything unexpected about how they look as the two of you walk further into the home? Beginning to chat, you take a look around. Notice the size of the home and how you feel in it. Notice the smell of fresh flowers sitting on a nearby table your favorite kind. Notice how things are kept in the style of the decor that surrounds you. As you come into the living room, you both take a seat and begin to pick up the conversation. It's as if you're talking to an old friend catching up on the time gone by, as if no time has passed at all. You talk about their daily life and what they were up to the week before. 
they enthusiastically share what they have been up to and what they are looking forward to most. As the conversation continues, you notice a table nearby with a collection of items that feel familiar. Talking about work is just as natural. Exchanging these topics interchangeably. As your interests between the two fluctuates. What are they currently doing in their work life? What are a few of the typical recurring activities that they do? sitting back further into your seat, feeling completely relaxed and fully at home. It is natural and easy for you to feel so comfortable here. As the conversation deepens, you get a glimpse into the past few years or year for that. You talk about a few highlights and defining moments. You talk about the once scary thing that turned out to be not so scary after all. And you talk about the things that you still love year after year. The seconds turn into minutes. The minutes turn into hours. Before you know it, you've spent the entire afternoon together. As the sun makes its descent in the late afternoon sky, your conversation naturally comes to an end. As you begin to make your way through the house and to the front door, you pause and take everything in. You feel so grateful and at peace to know your future self. You feel so grateful and at peace to have had this conversation. As you make your way outside through the doorway, the soft breeze of the twilight sky touches your cheeks. The door closes behind you brings you a feeling of happiness and inner knowing. As you make your way down the path from the home, you look up and catch the beginning of a rose-colored sunset. Now let's take a deep breath in. One, 
two, three, hold at the top and release. Let's take another deep breath in. One, two, three, hold at the top and release. As you begin to open your eyes, take a moment to reflect on everything you were able to learn from your future self. And now with your eyes fully open, know that this future version of yourself is one of infinite possibilities. So a few questions that you can use your journaling and you can pause here to work on this is what can you learn from doing this visualization? What can you take away from this meditation visualization? What possibilities has this opened for you? And you can do this visualization meditation multiple times just to really understand and create the visual imagery of your future self. And what this does is it helps you to be able to easily access it when you're making decisions towards your goals, um, when you're establishing disciplines. So if there's something there that has to do with you saving money now, it will help you to pause before you decide to buy something and your habits start to shift and change because now you have this visual imagery of that goal and of that future self. And so making a decision on this path that takes you towards that future version of you um, becomes much easier and much more aligned and less about consciously trying to shift behaviors to make that happen. I'll just give you a minute here. And again, in the show notes, I will um, put the link to a very short PDF workbook that has questions that you can use to capture what came up for you in this meet your future self visualization. Now, you notice that this process is not just about putting down a bunch of goals, <laughs> a bunch of New Year's resolutions. This is about going deeper and using some amazing tools that I found really help to not only create the vision, but to document the vision and then be able to kind of capture the progress. And journaling is a great way to not only document your vision or intentions and discover you know what you desire in your life but it's also a great way to work through hesitancy and fears and basically anything that is holding you back from achieving it and one of the greatest motivators for humans is progress and tony robbins goes into this a lot and it's really incredible because when you think about it, it is what motivates us. When we see forward momentum, 
when we see something growing, expanding, happening, you know, pieces are coming together. When there's progress, we feel that success happening and it continues to motivate us. So with journaling, as we see and hear and feel this progress, we can see the momentum taking shape. And journaling provides a point in time and a path to charting progress as you make new entries, okay? Instead of like only thinking of things and those thoughts disappearing or kind of become jumbled up with other thoughts, journaling is very clearly documenting your vision and exactly how you brought your thoughts together as well as your emotions with those thoughts and had those documented from pen to paper. And if you have a notebook or paper and pen, we're going to do some, some journaling now. You can always transfer this into a notebook or a journal, um, kind of re-enter it after you write down this exercise. So it's up to you how you want to do that. I will also put all of these journal prompts and questions in the show notes so you can go and go back to them if, if you were uh, didn't capture one of them. So as we can do journaling around visioning the year ahead. Some of the journal prompts I like to use are, what are you most looking forward to this year? Every year brings something new for us, right? There, there's a potential for something new. There's a possibility for something new. So what are you most looking forward to this year? It could be a planned vacation that you have. It could be seeing your family that you hadn't seen in a few years. It could be starting a new creative project. It could be starting your own business. It could be starting a new job. It could be going back to school or learning something new. But what are you most looking forward to this year? And go ahead and just take a moment and put that down. And then think about what you would like to create space for in this coming year. So what new would you like to start? And creating space is important if we're starting something new. With that, you obviously have to release something to create the space. So what would you like to create space for in this coming year? And what new would you like to start? So what's something new that you would like to start? And then what would you do if you knew you would be supported? Support comes in many forms, whether it's resources, it's financial resources, it's time and space and, and energy, it's relationship support, it's emotional support, it's professional support. What would you do if you knew you would be supported? This is basically like saying you have no excuses. <laughs> so if you had no excuses, what would you do?
And you can pause here. If you need some more time for this journal prompter, you can always go back to it later. And now, you know, I would say let's go deep. So we're going to we're going to take this to a little bit more of a deeper level, not so much surface materialistic, like we're going to go a little bit deeper here. Okay. So what is your soul yearning for? What do you feel deep inside of you that needs to come out? What is your soul yearning for? Now, this could be in ways of creation. This could be in ways of connection connecting with others, connecting with self, connecting with nature. This could be in, in ways of helping others. What is your soul yearning for? If you could do one significant thing this coming year, what would it be? If you could do one significant thing this coming year, what would it be? And then what needs to change in order for this to happen? And that could be, if you're too busy, what, what can go away? What can you release to make space and time for this significant thing? If it has to do with maybe indecision or hesitancy or lack of confidence, what needs to change in order for you to take the chance, take the risk to do this one significant thing. What needs to change in order for this to happen? And then how many times <laughs> I used to be guilty of this, although I would print my New Year's resolutions and actually put them on the inside um, of my closet so that they were in front of me all the time. Did this with business plans too. I would have stuff in front of me. It's almost like this activity that you typically do and it goes to the side. <laughs> and what happens is when we set intentions, if we don't give them attention, it's really, really hard to take the actions, take the steps, make the decisions that support those intentions and those goals and that vision, right? Giving attention to our intentions is really important. And so there's a few journal prompts I want to go through here that will actually kind of set you up with connecting into those intentions. So the first one is, what do you want to learn? What do you want to learn? What part of your life do you want most to prioritize this year? 
What part of your life do you most want to prioritize this year? We do an exercise in my groups that is all about kind of mapping out the areas of our life and kind of the core six to eight areas in life. And it can vary by person, obviously, depending on what's most important to each person, but really doing an assessment of where you are right now and where you want to be. And then we work on the gap. If let's say nutrition or health is an area of focus and today you're feeling your health is like, oh, maybe only like, you know, a two out of 10. And the 10 is where you want to get to. Then the gap, the eight difference (laughs) is what we end up working on. So when you think about the part of your life that you want to most prioritize, it becomes where are you going to have to put the most commitment? Where have you been lacking maybe prioritization or commitment? Where do you want to put the most growth into that particular area of your life? And that is the area then that you'll end up putting a lot of focus and attention on and prioritization on. So that's just one exercise that we do to to kind of really hone in on this question deeper. And then what relationships do you most want to prioritize this year? This is a really important one, I think, in our fast-paced world that, you know, it's it takes a lot of effort to have a phone conversation <laughs> versus texting or even having, you know, an individual text conversation versus group text, you know, we, we've tried to simplify our connections and communications. And sometimes we feel that a relationship is slipping or that we may feel a little disconnected from a genuine deeper connection with that person. And so pick a relationship or two that you would love to really, really focus on prioritizing in a deeper, more connecting way. Okay. Now we all know that in order to bring anything to fruition, we have to take action, right? Sometimes we get overwhelmed when the actions are huge and we feel like, okay, we have to go from point A to point B and there's this one big action in the middle. (laughs) So it's really about how do we break it down and how do we make those actions very intentional? And so intentional actions is where we're going to hone in and focus on next. And so the question is, what regular grounded action needs to take place? Grounded meaning it's real, it's tangible, it's practical, it's bite-sized enough, right? So something that you can take action on now. And maybe the next action's in two weeks, kind of like Agile Scrum works in sprints. (laughs) Really breaking down the actions into smaller bite-sized pieces and then making them very grounded, very intentional, not just that we're doing a bunch of stuff, okay, on our to-do list, but what regular grounded action needs to take place. And this could be for you to make space in your life for these new areas of focus and priorities and, and relationships as well as your growth. It could mean 
giving yourself this grounded action to take further steps towards a particular goal, whatever it is that's coming up for you that you feel is ready. It's ready for you to take those grounded actions. And what are those regular grounded actions that need to take place? Maybe it's something to do with your morning routine. Maybe you want to establish a morning routine. Maybe you want to establish something that has some flexibility in it, but you want to be able to do it, not just rush into your day. So what kind of grounded action needs to take place? Maybe you want to do meditation in that morning. You, you want to get up earlier. You want to go for a walk, you know, kind of setting that time, having that schedule identified so that it gives you enough space and time before you have to start your work day, being able to have the tools that can help you. So if it's meditation and you're like me and you can't just clear your mind, you need somebody guiding you <laughs> in guided meditation then you know maybe you need an app that you can that you can use so somebody's guiding you in your meditation you know maybe there's stretching that you want to do but you're not quite sure what to do so you need an app for that there's an app for everything nowadays so what are those things that you need to be able to take that regular grounded action and then what one thing can you do this month to make this happen And maybe if you're starting on a deeper health journey, you haven't been to the doctor for a checkup in a couple of years, maybe that's your, you know, grounded action. And that's something you can do this month. Usually it takes a few weeks to get an appointment set, but that's a good starting point because it'd be nice to have a baseline and understand where are you at with blood work? Where are you at with your, how are your organs doing? How are your, do you have any vitamin deficiencies that you can start working on having the conversation with the doctor about you know, what kind of exercise you can do or what kind of nutrition really fits well with your body and your lifestyle and, and where you're at and kind of getting some ideas. That's one thing that you can do this month to make it happen, which is set the doctor's appointment. Okay. And then what one thing can you do this week to make this happen? Well, you can start walking. If you haven't been moving, you can start walking. Walking is a great exercise. It's aerobic. You don't have to walk fast. You can walk normal, like just a normal speed, but just move. And that's a really great thing that you can do this week to make it happen. Whatever that is, what one thing can you do this week to make this happen? Now I share many practices in my money energy reset masterclass to take action on your vision, your goals, your habits that ensure success. It goes deeper into money habits as well. But one of the things that we go through in this masterclass is using a vision board and the vision board creates a practice for basically visualizing your goals. And you've probably heard of a vision board or a goal board approach to goal achievement, manifestation, visualization, even corporations are starting to use these um, because the impact that it actually has on bringing this stuff to fruition, okay? I've been doing vision boards for well over a dozen years. My husband and I actually have a combined vision board and it's tacked to our ceiling above our bed. So 
it's right in front of us. We can discuss and dream and review it daily if we want to. And the best time to do this is really right before you go to sleep and it embeds into your subconscious, you know, what you're really wanting to achieve. And then when you wake up, it helps to motivate you and keep you on track with the decisions you make in your day. It's really incredible. Then I, I also have specific vision boards for um, the books that I've written for when I created my business and the launch of my app, <laughs> as well as some of the, the creative projects I've had like Career Reboot Intensive. I also have one that's our hobby farm and the amazing animals that we have added, as well as we had, I had one created for our renovations on our house this past year. It was amazing because on our joint vision board, you know, we've had money, retirement, being debt-free, travel, love, healthy, happy kids, education, personal growth, fun, <laughs> home, you know, our home, and then things that we want. I'm just going to talk through the power of creating a vision. And especially when you do this with your partner, if you have a partner in your life, it is all about intention, attention, and alignment, okay? So about 10 years ago, John and I had fun kind of drawing out like our dream place. He would draw something and then I would, and we just went back and forth until we literally ran out of paper and we called it our compound. Little did we know over time that this would actually come to fruition. So almost seven years ago, the compound started to become a reality uh, when we purchased our cottage on the lake. And then a couple of years later, we added the dock and we got the boat. Then we moved up here almost three years ago. And then a year ago, we were able to purchase the property across the street, which gave us sanctuary and our croft or our hobby farm. We bought a tractor and an RTV. <laughs> Those were on the compound picture. <laughs> we renovated over the past year to how we wanted our house and we set everything up for our old selves we future aged it basically <laughs> so we, we 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 created our house to be old person proof right so we have a walk-in shower in one of the bathrooms we have you know no steps we have no stairs it's like a very flat and easy to walk yard so those are all the things that were really important for us to kind of future proof our our home as we were doing all these renovations. At one point, we actually did have a camper, which was also in the compound dream, but we sold it <laughs> as we never want to leave our compound. So <laughs> it's amazing how this has all come together. We built our garden and it's full of citrus and fruit trees and bushes and grapes and vegetables. And, you know, we're able to grow um, both via soil as well as hydroponics. So we have something producing all year round, which is just really incredible. These were all part of our compound. So the, the chickens, we've actually had our chickens on our vision board over the past four years. And finally, um, a couple of months ago, we added chickens. We added a donkey, we added a mini horse, and we just brought home our dwarf Nigerian goats. So the only thing, thing, I'll put in air quotes, that we don't have is an airboat. And at this point, we're not really sure that we want one. So it's not really missing from our compound necessarily. And I think that's that's the important part 
as we update our vision board pretty much every sometimes six months for my individual ones it's pretty much every six months but for our joint one it's like every year as we update it like we really rehash what do we really want like we go through that exercise of what do we really want and then we update it and the point is that you know we created this vision together we made decisions and we took risks and opportunities as they came that fulfill the vision whether we were aware of it consciously or not and i'll let that sink in for a bit this is where the programming of your brain to look for and attract the right opportunities that will help you fulfill your vision when you believe in it are intentional and pay attention come into play and this is how using a vision board can actually help to kind of reinforce that visually for you so i'm going to give you some quick instructions on how to create your vision board and then i'll put this in the show notes as well for you it is very easy i use those trifold you know science fair boards <laughs> that you've helped your kids if you have kids or you've done it yourself when you're in, in high school i like those trifold boards and because you can stand them up easily or um, like we have ours pinned to the tack to the ceiling but i kind of use it like three sections and i'll have three different kind of top bit main topics going on in each section and so when we think about you know what are the things that we want to put on the board it really comes down to what's most important to you right now what is it that you want what is it that will help build out that future compound what is it that will help build that future self vision you know gathering pictures from magazines if you have magazines still or i use the internet what i do is i'll copy multiple images onto a word document just to save paper because you don't need really large images of things okay the other thing is to use words so if you cut out you know if you kind of copy words from images on the internet and you cut those out and put them in not handwritten right they need to be an actual image but you can use words in that imagery as well i like to kind of group things together so it's kind of these similar desires or wants that end up creating a story so on our board for instance on the right hand trifold <laughs> we have kind of all these things that we want so it's around healthy food garden nice landscaping then the material things you know it's not too much over there because we've really minimized a lot of material things in our life and then in the center part it's all about like adventure and experience so the center part is all about our relationship our you know love for each other going on date nights we have a date night you know picture in there and then it's some intrinsic experience like growth and development you know so some of those pieces and then it's travel where do we want to go and you know what are some of those key travel experiences and adventures that we want to go on and that'll be kind of in that main kind of center section of the trifold and then on the left hand side is really more focused around kids, health, money, um, work, and home. Okay, so, you know, we kind of hone in on the things that we really want to have there. So we have like a debt-free, 
picture. We have a certain amount in retirement or savings. We have a health focus. We have a picture of happy kids, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, and now as our kids have gotten older, it's very specific. It's a, it's around financially independent kids and <laughs> some of those happy, meaning happy in their relationships, not just happy as a teenager or happy as a middle schooler, but happy as a 20 something in their relationships and with their own work, you know, as they're starting to branch out into adulthood. Those are some of the things that how we kind of craft and organize the board, because when you look at it again, creating the story and how it flows is so much easier for your mind and your subconscious to just grab and reinforce, just grabs the information, the data and reinforce it because it makes sense. It goes together, it aligns. There's this sense of flow that's happening and how you're positioning the picture. So not everybody does that, but I found that that actually works really well, especially when, you know, you're kind of getting into this routine of looking at it in the morning or at night before you go to bed or both, you know, or certain things like if you want to dream about that center section of experience and adventure, look at that part before you go to bed. And then when you're getting up in the morning and you want to motivate yourself to make good decisions that day that align with the left side, so it's with, you know, being healthy, doing healthy things for your body, with finances and making the right decisions that help support those financial goals and with your home and with your kids and family or whatever, like those um, things are really good motivators. And they also kind of set you up for being in tune with those decisions that you might have to make. What I'll do with those is I'll just, I'll lay them out and then I will glue or tape them down. I usually just take the little glue stick and kind of hit the back of it and glue them down and that works pretty well. And like I said um, before, refreshing it every six to 12 months as you achieve and add new desires, I think is really important. And really questioning whether it's something you still really truly want is important. Don't just leave it on there like you do on the New Year's resolution list because it's something you had last year. You just haven't done it. You haven't, you haven't fulfilled it yet. There's a reason that it hasn't been fulfilled if it's been on there for a while, right? It's either too early, okay? You're not quite there yet. Chickens was an example for us. We we decided we could actually have chickens on our property where the cottage is because they don't take up that much space and we're actually zoned to be able to do that. But we decided to do the hobby farm across the street and the bigger property and so now the chicken came to fruition there. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes things just are a little too early. But the other thing is, is sometimes it's not truly wanted or desired anymore. And so this is where you have to kind of question and go through the process of, is this something that I still truly desire and want or not? Is it just carrying over because I haven't achieved it yet? But a lot of times our subconscious knows if it's not a true desire, if you haven't like connected truly, truly deeply into the intention of it, it's not going to happen. Just go through that process and, and the exercise of questioning your desires and wants on a regular basis. I usually flip the board over or um, if I have a lot that stays on the board, I will just cover up the stuff that we already did or achieved or we don't want on there anymore so that we can repurpose and not have to do a ton of work every year to refresh it. I can't tell you how well this works. Like, Everything I've done with my business, the podcast, the books, um, the app, 
<laughs> like seriously, getting very specific with visioning, getting very specific with intentions, with intentional actions, and with really connecting in a deep way, not just surface level goals is a great way to be able to do this. And then having a process for journaling, for doing some deep, you know, visioning processes in, in like the future self-guided visualization, and then also having a vision board to really make sure that things are there in front of you, that you are living in that vision, you're living in the intention of that vision unfolding, and that you're, you know, now connected to it, taking the actions and all of that is really a great way to be able to make these things come true. So I want you to try it and I want you to give me some feedback um, at Angie underscore McCourt at um, Instagram or Angie Belts McCourt on LinkedIn. You can send me an email at Angie at AngieMcCourt.com or if you want to go ahead and just post something on your social media about your process and about, you know, any learnings that you found from yourself, like share it with others, like that would be really great. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you definitely want to go deeper, use the show notes, do the journaling, create the vision board, go back and listen to the future self, meet your future self, um, guided visualization again, and do the workbook that's in the show notes in the link. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Happy new year, happy endings, and happy new beginnings.